It's time for the Engaged Club, the podcast for club managers and operators that strive to create loyal and connected members, guests, and customers. Here are the two guys with the club management and digital marketing advice you need to realize your club's potential, Jim Hope and Roger Kincaid. Happy to be back. It's another episode of the Engaged Club. Uh, you know me by now. I'm Jim Hope. I'm the general manager. At, uh, wait a minute. I'm Roger, actually. You're I'm Roger, Roger no. Kincaid. I'm the uh, the marketing guy at Off Course Golf. You can see us online at offcourse.golf. I've always wanted to be Roger Kincaid, but unfortunately, I'm Jim Hope, the GM of the Derek Golf and Winter Club. <laughs> Enough goofing around, Jim. This is a serious podcast. This is people are running clubs here. There's no time for laughter. No, no, we don't have fun in this business, Roger. Not allowed. Hey, listen, today I wanted to talk about um, websites and how to do a website checkup, how to figure out if you need a new website or you just need to upgrade your existing website. Believe it or not, there's a few tests that we can do and some things that we can do to look at at what's online and what your online representation is of your club. Uh, And then figure out, you know, if you're if you're up to speed, if you're up to snuff for the year 2019 and beyond, or if you're lagging behind and you need to make some changes. Roger, when you said you were going to do this, what came to mind to me really quickly was, why are we even having this discussion? Like, why do you need to do a 10-minute podcast on, you know, is your website current and relevant in today's market? Isn't everybody's? And I know it isn't because I remember I've sent you a couple of websites and said, you've got to get a hold of these people and have them fix this. Because uh, this thing is from when, when you know, the web first came about. It's almost a dial-up site. So I... Why do you think people are still in a position where they, they, they don't have a site that's, you know, that's friendly to the user? Well, it, to be fair, Jim, I think that, that you know, people don't really know, right? Like, so they don't really know if they've got a problem uh, in a lot of cases, particularly when it comes to technology. It's kind of like the guy that goes to the doctor and he says, you know, every time I drink coffee, my eye hurts. And the doctor says, well, take the spoon out of the mug. <laughs> <laughs> Right. So it's like, I guess that was an easy solution to a pretty complex problem. And, you know, to continue my medical diagnosis analogies, Jim, uh, you know, if you had a headache in ancient Greece, one of the remedies was to burn off your hair. Okay. And then like a thousand years later, one of the remedies was to tie a dead mole to your head and your headache would go away. And, you know, starting last century, it's basically take a few aspirin tablets and your headache will go away. Right. And the point of the analogy is that, you know, we we constantly improve. We we get a better understanding of things. We learn more technology changes. We're more capable of doing things. And so, you know, as a result, um, you got to change how you do things. Ten years ago, if you built a website or 15 years ago, if you built a website, you didn't have to think about being mobile responsive. You you didn't have to think about people accessing your website on their phones. Well, now more than 60 percent of North American web traffic comes from people on their phones. And so if your website isn't mobile responsive, that's kind of like owning a store where the door randomly locks for every other person that tries to come in. Okay, like they just can't use it. Right. And so why would you want, you know, I guess you don't they don't want to, but you don't know that you're eliminating a big percentage of your market potentially. Um, from being able to access or use your site. And if they can't access or use it, they're not going to spend money with you. 
No, that's exactly it. I mean, so much discovery happens online, right? Uh, you know, think about it in the golf club business and those golf clubs that have, you know, daily fee players. A lot of them will discover your website through Google, right? They'll make a web search. And if your website doesn't have good SEO, then right away, you're kind of starting uh, from, you're, you're starting from a deficit. And a key component of SEO is how updated is your site? How up to date is your site? And does it work really well on people's mobile devices? And then when they do find your website, if the pictures are not high resolution, you know, high definition, and if the navigation doesn't make it easy to get around, and if it's not mobile responsive, then they're going to make a snap judgment. If your website is really slow, they're going to make a snap judgment about your establishment. You know, we've talked about the, you know, the restaurant with garbage strewn about the parking lot and handprints all over the, the front window, right? People make a snap judgment, dirty parking lot, dirty window, dirty kitchen you know, poorly kept property. Maybe the food's not that good here. And people do the exact same thing online. They make snap judgments about your business, about your club uh, online. So if your website's out of date, they'll think your club is out of date and it might not be worth their time, particularly when it's easy to click the back button on the browser, see the next club and find one that's got a great website. That, that club with the great website is going to win the business most of the time. Well, and a, a real life example for me happened this week. I, I was touring uh, a couple around the club and they had two young kids and we've got a, a, a really uh, detailed membership package that we can give them. You know, it's got everything you could ever want a paper about the club that we would hand them. And I went, I, we did the tour and, and generally finished the tour, we ended up back in my office. We're answering any questions I have chatting about the club and I give them a membership package. And so I had the membership package and I went to give them the package. And the, uh, the lady said to me, she said, is there anything in here that I didn't get off of the website? And I said, no, it was all on the website. And she says, fine, no, I'm good. She said, uh, I've saved it all. Um, and so I've got it off your site. So if I didn't have that good information for her to be able to read on the site, I'm not so sure she would have booked a tour at the club. So, uh, you know, and the, to me, that could be a lost membership. And that this is a, this is a family in their mid thirties. I could have 40 years worth of dues out of them if they joined my club that I may not have gotten if my site wasn't current and accessible for them to be able to get the information they wanted. Yeah, no, that's 100% it, Jim. You want to make sure that your your place on the web answers the questions that people are looking for. Now, you're talking about a, a case where you've got a really, uh, you know, a, a great club there in Edmonton. It's a golf and winter club, and you've got a whole lot of amenities, lots of services and, and, and uh, um, you know, activities that you provide. And so you might have a pretty extensive website, right? And so that this particular lady, she might be really interested in, you know, swimming for her kids. Maybe she takes, uh, you know, judo or, or taekwondo or something like that. The husband might play golf and, and tennis. And so you want to make sure that she can get access to that information. Um, but I will say this, too, that uh, that sometimes less is more. Right. We don't necessarily need to uh, have, you know, hundreds of pages on our website, thousands and thousands of words of text, you know, 30, 40, 50 pictures. What we really want to do is think about why people are coming to the website and why people are going to click on particular pages on the website and then make sure that we're satisfying the most typical and most frequently asked questions that we're getting there. So uh, for your club, for example, um, you know, uh, what sorts of racket sports do you provide? What sorts of, uh, what does your fitness room look like? Uh, you know, tell me about the golf course. Uh, what, how many uh, food and beverage dining options do you have at the club, right? These are questions that people are typically 
going to want to know about the club. Um, now, if you want to start to get into, you know, real, real granular detail about the types of flowers in your horticultural program all around, we might be doing a little too much, right? So uh, we want to come with a simpler is better attitude, maybe a less is more attitude, uh, because ultimately what we want to do is give people everything they need to want to take the next step. <laughs> which could be book a tea time, which could be book that uh, that uh, tour of the club to see if they want to become a member. One thing that I found interesting, because I don't do a lot of tours, uh, but but I did a, a couple last week because the lady who does her tours was away on holidays, was there were some pretty consistent questions I was being asked by everybody who I toured, like, what are the pool hours? How early can I swim in the morning? How late can I swim in the evening? So what it said to me, though, was make sure I have that information on the website. And it's easy for them to see. So any consistencies that you hear and any questions that people are asking, you know, you need to make sure that they're able to get that information. Oh, yeah. Look, if you've got people ringing your pro shop all the time saying, how much is a green fee? You should probably have your green fees right at the top of your uh, golf page on your website, for example. Yeah, you bet. Right? And so, yeah, you want to make sure that that your website is doing the job that it that it's supposed to do, which is to free up the rest of your staff to do the jobs that they're supposed to do. So I want to dial it back here, Jim, I just because I want to make just a couple of statements um, that I'm really hinging this premise that you need to look at your website today and you and and you need to get it up to speed quickly um, because consumers, like I said, they make snap judgments about what they see online. And if your website is out of date, if your website is slow, if your website doesn't work on the phone, you might as well consider it broken and it needs to be fixed because your consumers, your visitors feel the very same way. And if you're a private club where you're not really dependent on the website to, to do that incremental, you know, daily green fee business, you should also think about your website website is being part of your members experience and part of the brand. And you want that place online for them uh, to be something that they're proud of, just like the exterior of your building, which is, or the exterior of your grounds, which is really open to the public. You want your members to be proud of that, right? You want to have a nice trimmed hedgerow, or you want to have, you know, a nicely painted building that, that people can look at, um, you know, when they see it. So think about your, how your website extends that way and keep in mind, okay, a new website, is not expensive or updating your website is not expensive, particularly when you consider its long-term value to what your business is. It is really worth you taking 15 to 20 minutes to just do a quick assessment of how well your website is performing for you and, and working with your board or, or, or your ownership group to carve out the appropriate investment to make sure that your website is up to speed for 2019. So here's some actionable steps. Okay, these are some things that you can do even as you're listening to this podcast, because Jim and I know that 68% of you listen to podcasts on mobile devices and that the iPhone is the largest share of that. Okay, so you can actually do this right now if you're not driving. Okay, open up your homepage on your phone right now and just ask yourself this question. Does this website look awesome or does it need improvement? All right. You, by, by awesome, I mean, is the text big enough that I can read it without pinching to zoom in? Okay. Uh, is, is, uh, are the, the links buttons that I can hit with my thumb? Can I do this all with one hand? Okay. Th these are ways to know if your website is awesome. Is it easy for me to find out what I'm looking for? And the second thing to do is ask a trusted friend to do a few tasks on your site. I'll use a golf club as an example, Jim, but can you go on my website and book a tee time and let me know how easy that was to do? Or can you go on my club's website and find for me the swimming pool hours or what our next event in the dining room is? These are just simple tasks and, and you want honest feedback. That's why I say find a trusted friend. Now, if you think that uh, you'd like a, another set of eyeballs on this, here's what I'd love to do for you right now. Go to engagedclub.com slash checkup. 
And there's a real simple form there. Okay. It's just your name, your email address, and your website. Fill in that form. I will personally, I'm not going to have like a minion do this. I'm personally going to do a, an assessment of your website. I'll send it to you. You'll just get a quick report. I'll tell you about your site speed. I'll tell you what I think of the navigation. I'll tell you if there's any errors on the site, how it is for mobile responsiveness. And I'll just, I'll send you an email It'll just be between me and you, but you'll get an idea of how you can go forward. You'll then be able to take that information to whoever your webmaster is and you know whoever handles your website design and you'll be able to get it fixed. Or if you wanted to engage us to take care of that sort of thing for you at off course golf, we could do that too. So go to engagedclub.com slash checkup and you'll get a free website assessment. You know, Roger, what I really like you said was to get a trusted friend or even an employee of the club, right? Somebody who would be that market that would be using your site for booking a tea time or, or you know, navigating a membership and ask them to do that for you. And, and make sure you just don't take it personally when they start to give you the response, because you may have built that site that they're navigating. So every time they give you a criticism, you're going, what do you mean? I, you know, I thought that was pretty good. I did that myself, or I had our web person do that based on my, my input. Cause I think you'll be shocked at what they're going to come back to you with. Cause I think to your point earlier with your medical analogy, um, <laughs> websites are changing all the time too. And if we're not ours is, and we're not maintaining it on a, a six month or an annual basis with the new enhancements and the new way people want to see it, we're, we've, already fallen behind. Yep. That's exactly it. And, and, and that's why I go back to saying simpler is better. You know, the simpler we can keep it, the easier it's going to be to keep it up to date. So, you, uh, so go ahead, uh, that website again, engageclub.com slash checkup. If you want a, a free website checkup. Um, but yeah, like Jim said, you know, get a trusted friend or an employee to go through your website and, and, and see what they think. Um, that's all I've got for this episode, Jim. Great. Uh, uh, great input, Raj, great information. Everyone should take uh, heed this and do something with it. Cool. Uh, share this one with your friends. If you thought it was valuable, by all means. And uh, if you've got any questions, you can always hit us at hello at engagedclub.com. This has been the Engaged Club podcast with Jim Hope and Roger Kincaid. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. If you like what you heard, share it with your fellow club managers and operators. Until next time, thanks for listening.